Hey everybody, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church. And I just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast today. I hope this message inspires you and encourages you. Enjoy today's message. Have you ever been a victim of false advertisement? Anybody? Okay. Like you ever heard how great something is and then you get it and it's not that great? You ever been there? Yes. Yeah, so I want to tell you I've been a victim of that. A, a long time ago uh, when, uh, I don't know, it was a while back, but they begin to advertise these uh, uh, belts that could help you have a six-pack abs with little work. Yes. It was a belt that you put on. And you put this belt on and the advertisement said that it just works your abs out. You don't have to do anything. And back then I was a little bit heavier than I am now. And so I decided I wanted to try it. You know, hey, if that could work, it said, listen, while you're doing things around the house, it just works your abs out, you know, whatever you're doing. So I went and got me one of those ab belts. I don't know if you remember, this is back probably in the uh, mid 90s, late 90s. And Walmart actually carried those. I went and got it and got me a pack of D batteries. That should have been a sign right there. <laughs> pack of D batteries, put it on. And uh, I said, okay, the advertisement showed the guy brushing his teeth. So I put that ab belt on and had the D batteries in there. And all of a sudden hit the, hit the button and it began to start. And it just started uh, shocking me. You know, hitting hit me up here, hitting me. And my stomach was contracting. You know, I'm like, man, this is, this is a little brutal here. And, and so I, I, I said, okay, I'll continue to he said, give it a try, you know. And so I put the toothpaste on because I was going to brush my teeth while I did that. And, and so I hit the button again to turn it up. And, I went, and when I started brushing my teeth, like a fire was shooting between my toothbrush and my teeth, you know. I just want to tell you, save you some problems. That did not work. Okay, the only thing that worked was I had these little burn marks right here. You know, the scars I have right now are because of that. And uh, so that didn't work. And many of us, we, we swallow things like that hook, line, and sinker because we want it, right? We want the quick fix. And I want to tell you that there's something today that I want to share with you that is from God. And that if you, will, if you will take it, I know it can sound like false advertising, but it's really true. And if you will uh, take it, it can actually help you psychologically. It will uh, give you a state of peace of mind. It will help you relationally. It will make your relationships better. It can even help you financially because uh, it, it, as you get better, you'll begin to do better. And so that what I'd like to offer you is this, is our two words because we're doing this series called the 10 Most Powerful Words. The two words today are, I forgive. I forgive. When you choose forgiveness, it changes everything in your life changes everything. And so today I want to begin to tell you how Jesus leaned into this, how Jesus has just told a story that just amazing that I'm going to share with you to give us the point here about forgiveness. So Jesus' story is this, is that there was a, a king who had a servant, and apparently this king was a pretty generous king. Because he had loaned this service, like servant, like ten thousand dollars, 
And apparently the servant didn't pay him back. Apparently he may have said, hey, you're going to pay me back. And he said, no. Finally, the king brought him in and said, listen, you owe me $10,000. I've been trying to get it from you and been paying me. So today I want you to pay me back. And he said, if you don't pay me back, I just, I'm going to throw you into prison, debtor's prison, until you pay it back. And when Jesus said, Jesus said that, the king said that, the man dropped to his knees immediately and said, please, please, please be patient with me. I'll pay you back. And something happened to that king. I don't know what it was, but something happened. All of a sudden, in his heart, he just said, oh, forget the whole thing. You don't owe me anything. Just, just forget the whole thing like it never happened. Don't, you don't even have to pay it back. And the Bible says that that man got up, and apparently he thanked the king. I'm sure he did. And he walked out, and as he was leaving the, the king's uh, area there he walked out into the street and he saw one of his servants who owed him a hundred dollars he grabbed that servant and said pay me my hundred dollars right now pay me he said the servant said to him sir i don't have your hundred dollars please be patient with me he said no i'm gonna have you thrown into prison he said dropped his knees and said please be patient with me i'll pay you back and the man refused to be patient with him and had him thrown into prison over a hundred dollars the king heard about that, and this is where we pick up the story, Jesus teaching here. Matthew 18, he says this, the king called in the man who had forgiven, he had forgiven and said, you evil servant, I forgave you that tremendous debt because you pleaded with me. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had mercy on you? Then the angry king sent the man to prison to be tortured until he paid his entire debt. Now, look at this last line here, because this is you and I. Here it is. This is what my father will do to you if you refuse to forgive who? Your brothers and sisters from your heart. God is serious about forgiveness. Very serious. I want to tell you, I'm going to give you a statement today that I think maybe can help you with this the rest of your life. I know it has helped me. And I want you to say this statement because, again, it will, it will penetrate into the heart. And so the statement's coming up on the screen. Let's say it together. You ready? Come on. I forgive because I have been. Oh, say that again. I forgive because I have been forgiven. So that's the criteria to forgive. See, most of us base our criteria to forgive is what you deserve. You say, so like, you may need to forgive me, but you would say, you know what? He doesn't deserve to, of my forgiveness, and I probably don't for, deserve your forgiveness. But it's not what I deserve, and it's not what you deserve, and it's not what they deserve. It's not that at all. It's that I forgive because I have been forgiven. Amen? That's what Jesus said. When you change the criteria for forgiveness, it changes everything. And that's what Jesus was saying. The, the man should have forgiven because he had just been forgiven. And let me tell you something. You have been forgiven of a lot if you're a Christ follower. So there's a few things I want to teach you today. Matter of fact, there's four things today. I want to teach you on how to forgive. Because I don't know about you, but I want to forgive. There's many times I just don't know how to do it. Because I think I've forgiven and then it comes right back up. Amen? Amen. And so we're going to talk about it today. The first thing I would share with you is this. Number one is receive God's forgiveness. Receive God's forgiveness. 
First John 1 and 9, I love this passage. If, notice that word, if. If we confess our sins, he will forgive our sins because we can trust God to do what is right. Now notice this. He will cleanse us. Everybody say cleanse. He will cleanse us from all the wrongs we have done. Now, that word cleanse means take it away. I remember being a kid. My father owned a small engine uh, business behind our home. And I would go out and help my dad work on those uh, lawnmowers and things. And I would get grease all over me. And, you know, soap and water does not get grease off. It just doesn't do it. It's sometimes it smears the grease. But I can tell you this, is I would have like a big spot of grease on my hand. Before we go in, my dad says, son, go over there and get some of that gojo. Gojo. Some of you know what I'm talking about. If you're in a mechanical, I, I had no idea what gojo was. I said, go get you some gojo. I said, what gojo? gojo? What's gojo? I don't know. He said, son, open up that top wire. And sure, he says, there's a bucket over there, Gojo. I thought he was talking about one of his friends or something. I had no idea who Joe was. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Go get some Gojo. I go over there, and sure enough, there is a container on his count, on the table there called Gojo. And I get it, I open it up, and it is this creamy stuff. It looks like, I don't know what it, I don't even know how to say it, what it looked like. It's just like pasty stuff. And you put it on and you just rub your hands together. And it was amazing how that after rubbing that in your hands just a little bit and you could rinse or wipe them off with a cloth, you didn't have to put water on them. I mean, it was just clean every fiber right out of your hand. I loved Gojo. <laughs> I want to tell you something. When you ask God to forgive you your sins, he's got something better than Gojo. Come on. It's the blood of Jesus Christ. And when you ask God to forgive your sin, guess what? The Bible says he just, he takes it away. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't leave just a little bit of, like a little residue there where you can still see it. No, no, no. God takes it all away to where it's never seen anymore. Where he doesn't even see it anymore. Look at this next passage of scripture here. Isaiah 43 and 25, watch this. Talking about, this is God speaking. I am he who blots out your transgressions. Now, notice these next four words, why God does it. Look at this. For my own sake. In other words, God says, I'll wipe it out, not just for your sake, but for my sake. Because when I see you, I don't want to see you as sinful. I want to see you as righteous. So God says, I refuse to see you anyway. When you confess your sins, they're taken away. They're blotted out. He goes on to say this. And remember your sin when? No more, right? And so God says, I take them all away. And here's what, this is for you. This is for you. This word is for you. Here it is. You ready? Just because you think about your past sins does not mean God thinks about them. Woo! That's freeing right there, right? Because I don't know about you, but when my past comes into my mind, all of a sudden I just want to go, oh God, forgive me. Oh God, forgive me. Anybody else? I mean, it, it happened 10 years ago, 20 years ago, five years ago, five days ago, and I've already said, God, forgive me. But when it goes through my mind about what I did, I just get embarrassed and, and just like, oh, I'm so sorry, God. Oh, so sorry. Guess what? Just because it goes through my mind doesn't mean it goes through God's mind. And just because it goes through your mind doesn't mean it goes through God's mind. You have been cleaned of that. God has put Jesus' blood on there that's better than Gojo, and he didn't remember it anymore. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad about that? 
Oh, everybody else, they can bring it up, but God will never bring it up again. The devil can bring it up, somebody else can bring it up, and you can bring it back up, but God never brings it back up again. Wow. Why is that so important? Because in order, you cannot give something you have not received. If you haven't received God's complete forgiveness, you'll never forgive people completely. <laughs> I know you wouldn't count on it being this good. So you have to receive. And here's the deal. You have to receive God's complete forgiveness over the good, bad, and the ugly in your life. And the first step to receiving anything from God is becoming a child of God. See, you have to become a child before you can receive God. You have to become God's child. And the way you do that is you simply just say, Dear Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins and come into my life and save me. And when you say those words and you mean them from your heart, all of a sudden you get the cleansing agent of Jesus Christ to cleanse you. And if that's you today, listen, don't wait for another moment. Go ahead right now in this room and say that. And if you're watching online, you go right now wherever you are and you say that. And there's a, we'd like for you to, if you have your phone, just text throughout this message sometime to that number you see on the screen. Just text the words, following Christ. And what I want to do is send you a book that I've written just for you called Becoming a, a Christ, The Next Steps of Becoming a Christ Follower. I want to help you. I'm going to send it to you free of charge. So please send that. Okay, the second thing. But before we say the second thing, we had to say our point again because you can't forget this. Here we go. Let's say it. It's coming up on the screen. Ready? I forgive because I have been forgiven. Why do, why do you forgive? Let me ask you. Why do you forgive? Why do you forgive? That's right. Not because of me. Not because they deserve it or I deserve it or anybody else deserve it. You don't forgive, forgive for that reason. Forgive because you've been forgiven. Mm. Number two, would you write this down? Or you don't have anything to write it down with, so <laughs> I know it. We're going to get through this. Number two is open your heart fully through forgiveness. Now, here we go. Colossians. Look what the Bible says. Colossians 3 and 13, would you read those first four words out loud? You ready? Come on. Here we go. Let's read. Bear with each other. Oh, boy. Now, here's what that means. Is that don't be easily offended. Do you know where this shows up with me more than any place that I have? Sometimes my offense mechanism is, is real low. Like, it's easy to offend me in some areas, and that is when I'm driving. <laughs> like, road rage is like, you know, road rage is being easily offended. I didn't realize, you know, I've gotten better through the years, but I didn't realize how bad I had scarred my wife. Until a couple of Sundays ago, we were coming to church, and we stopped at a traffic light, and as I was patiently sitting there, the light just barely had not turned green. It was beginning to turn a shade of green. It was still red, but you know that transition that some people can see before you ever see it. Some smart aleck. I would never tell you Brandon Keller's name. Was behind me in the truck, pickup truck, and I saw him, and he lays down. I mean, I didn't move. I reached over and hit my window like that, hit it to go down. And Rhonda freaked out. 
She had no idea who was behind us. She said, no, Jeff, it's Sunday. You're going to preach. No, no. <laughs> what did you, I don't know what she thought I was going to do. I, she freaked out. I just reached my hand out and waved at them. And just, I said, Rhonda, it's Brandon and Tawny. She said, oh. <laughs> Bear with one another. Lower. You have to lower. Lower that ability to be fixed. So don't be easily offended. Lower that. He goes on to say this. And forgive one another. If any of you have agreements against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. I forgive because I've been forgiven, not because you deserve it. There's some people I had to let go. They don't deserve it. Heck no. If I had my way, I'd get them back. Right? Come on. Let's just be real today. All right? Oh, no. Now, so here's a lesson you have to learn. If I'm going to forgive and my life is going to be less stressful, I have to raise the bar in my life of offense. In other words, it's hard to offend me now. Yes. See, because that's going to determine your peace in your life. If you're easily offended, then my friend, you're going to have a problem in life. Yes. But you've got to raise that bar. And here's what I have to do. I have to lower the bar of forgiveness in my life. In other words, it's easy for me to forgive you. Amen. You can't get those out of order. I've got to raise the bar in offense. In other words, you, it's hard to offend me, but I got to lower the bar with forgiveness and it's easy for me to forgive you. That's, That's when everything changes in our lives. That's it's when we begin to do that. You say, Pastor Jeff, why do I need to forgive? I'll tell you why you need to forgive. Because whatever unforgiveness you're holding on to is blocking your heart. You have a blocked artery. If you have, if you have a 20% offense against someone, then that 20% is taking up 20% of your heart. And the problem with that is this, is that with that offense, if you have 20% of your heart taken up by unforgiveness, you can never, ever love your parents, your children, your spouse, your boyfriend, your girlfriend. You can never love them with 100% of your heart. You can never give them 100% of you as long as you've given 20% to unforgiveness. That's why there's something missing maybe in your relationships is because you can't really give yourself to those people, all of you, because part of you has been given to anger and hate someone else. Amen, everybody? Amen. So I got to give 100%. Amen. And I want to challenge you today to do that. So. Forgiveness allows you to love with 100% of your heart. The third thing I'd like to share with you is this. is change what's on your mind by worshiping God. Amen. I wrote about this in my book, Your Opportunity for a Better Life, because I remember getting this and it, it changed me. I have a problem that when I say I forgive someone, I pray, I get on my knees and I pray, God, I forgive them. Lord, I forgive them right now. And then 30 minutes or one hour later, it's right back in my mind, maybe even five minutes later. Yeah. 
And then I still find myself starting to churn with that. Do you, do you know what I'm talking about? I start getting a little, I say, God, I forgive them. And then, then I'm like, I feel good. I forgive, Lord, I forgive them. I forgive them. I forgive them. And then just a little while later, it comes right back in my mind. And here's what I've had to learn. Amen. Forgiving is not forgetting. Amen. If you could forget it, you would not need to forgive it. That's why we have to forgive. We have to keep choosing to forgive, right? So here's a secret I want to teach you that I've learned. I have to do what I call change the channel. That means this. When it comes into my mind again, when I say, I forgive them, Lord, but yet it pops right back into my mind. And if I dwell on that long, I'll get mad again. Anybody with me in this room? So where's what happens? When it pops into my mind, when I start thinking about what someone's done to me, I have to change that thought, and I can't get rid of the thought. i got to change it. And so what I have to do is I say, instead of thinking about what they've done to me, I have to start thinking about what God's done for me. Amen? Amen? Amen. When, I, when that thought comes in and, 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 and it starts taking me down, all of a sudden I can say, God, no, i got to change the channel. And I start saying, God, you have been so good to me. You have blessed me, oh God. And Lord, the people in my life, Lord, thought I'd be nothing, but look what you're doing with me, oh God. You have taken me out of a nothingness and you've given me something, oh God. You have moved in my life and you continue to bless me. And God, you have saved me. You have forgiven me, oh God. You have blessed me. You've directed me. You've been good to me. So God, I just want to say I love you. And when you allow the devil's arrow to make you start praising God, he'll quit using that arrow. Because the last thing he wants to do is you to give God praise. Amen. So when you allow that, when you allow when that thought of what they've done to you to make you think about what God's done for you, it'll change everything. Yes, Amen. Man, that's worth you coming for today, isn't it? Yes. Listen, I have to forgive. I have to forgive because I can't forget. I can't forget, so I have to forgive. You need to remember that. So remember our statement today, why we forgive. Let's say it. Here's why we forgive. It's coming up. Let's say it. I forgive because I have been forgiven. Why do you forgive? Why do you forgive? Because you've been forgiven. I've been forgiven. The fourth thing I would like to share with you is let it go. I love this. I love, love, love the Bible. I know some of you say, well, I just don't understand it. I don't get anything out of it. Listen, it's not about what you're getting out of it. It's what's getting in you. There's, a, there's all the people in here that I can relate to. It's not perfect. <laughs> if you think that pastors and priests were perfect, read the Bible. Amen. It gives me hope. Hallelujah. <laughs> mm, they had a lot more road rage, I can tell you that. One of those guys is Simon Peter. We talked about him last week, but again, we find him again. <laughs> I love the way he talks to Jesus. Okay, like he's tried to do good. I, I can just hear him. He's got an issue with this forgiveness thing. So he comes up to Jesus. So he's got somebody that's ticked him off that he's ready to get him back. So he goes to Jesus and says, hey, Jesus, listen to this. Let me just read it to you. Then Peter came to him, talking about Jesus, and asked, Lord... How often should I forgive someone who sins against me? Listen, he's buttering him up. Butter him up. Okay, how many times? And so Peter thinks, I'm just going to overshoot it here, make Jesus feel good. He says, Jesus, how about 
seven times. Now, he's thinking that Jesus is going to go, nah, you don't have to go that many times. See, that's what he's thinking. He's like, yeah, I'm, re I'm getting ready right now. Seven times. Here he goes. Listen to what Jesus says. No. <laughs> so he said, okay, no. All right, here we go. He's going to bring it down now. Not seven times. And no fear. Simon's thinking, okay, it's going to be two. No, not seven times, Jesus replied, but 70 times seven a day. Simon's going, take my shoes off here. 490 times. I got to forgive. See, he thought he was doing good with seven because it's seven. He could still keep score, right? Like, okay, you did that to me. That's one. You did that to me, that's two. Oh, you did that, that's three. Oh, you did that and that, that's four, five. Oh, there's one more, that's six. Okay, come on, one more. Now I'm taking you out. We are done. Come on, one more. That's it, one more. You see, if you put a number like that, you got to keep score. And the problem that many of us in this room right now, you still got your scorecard out. And as long as you got your scorecard out and and you keep keeping score, we can never, ever, we can never move on. We can never move forward. Some of you marriage would get better as long as you let the scorecard go. And some of you with your parents, it would get better if you just let go of the scorecard. And some of you right now with your brothers and sisters, you'd just get better if you just let the scorecard go. That's good. Gotta let go of the scorecard. 480 times. Now, <clears throat> one more picture I wanted to give you. And that's a picture, of, I want you, you have to picture this before I read the next verse to you or you're going to miss it. Let's picture Jesus. Remember, he's being crucified. I want you to picture in your mind. You got it? He's on the cross. He's been nailed to the cross. He has a crown of thorns on his head. The people that said they loved him are not, nowhere to be found. He's been spit on. He's being cursed at right now as he's on the cross. They're cursing him. And even the other thief on the cross has said, if you who you say you are, then get down off the cross and come get us. You know what? Because you're a liar. Everybody's cursing at him and, and, and just shouting at him right now. And right in the middle of all that, I'm talking about everybody. The mob is after him. And in the middle of that, he looks out at them. And this is what he says. Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. Let me tell you, listen to this. Here we go, listen. Sin makes us do things that we don't realize that we're doing. Man. Did you hear that? Man. Jesus, they was, living, they was in sin. He said, it's the sin in them that's making them do what they're doing. They don't even realize it. And many times, people in our life who are living in sin do things to us that they don't realize they're doing. And so here it is. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Some of you are holding a grudge against your mom and dad while they were living in sin and they had no idea what they were doing to you. They hurt you and they had no idea what they were doing to you. That person, that, that, it could have been that teacher, it could have been that coach, it could, have been, it could have been that pastor, it could have been anybody, it could have been. And listen, because of sin, they hurt you. And I just want to tell you today, like Jesus, we have to say, Father, 
forgive them. I really don't think they knew what they were doing. Letting it go. Letting it go. In 1945 and 46, uh, World War II came to an end. The territories began to be divided. The Soviet Union, which was communism, was communist, decided that they would, the portion of land that they got of Germany would be the eastern part. And then the western part would be free. And so in 1961, they had a problem because the people in in East Germany didn't want to be a part of that, and they were trying to flee in the West Germany, and so they would put guards around, and they would shoot people to try to go. So they finally, in 1961, built a big wall between East Germany and West Germany. And that wall divided communism from democracy. I read of a man who said he rode over in the 1980s and looked down and he could see on both sides of the wall in a helicopter. And he said, look, look down and saw that on the western side, people were hustling and bustling and, and things that seemed to look vibrant and looked updated. But on the eastern side, you could still see the buildings where fragments of, of, of bombs had hit the buildings and nobody had repaired that. And the people looked so down and depleted and, and it was just old and dated. That wall had divided families that had not been able to see each other in years. In 1987, you may remember, may have read about it, but President Ronald Reagan stood at that gate of that great wall. As communism was beginning to come down, the Cold War was coming to an end, and he looked into the camera and said, Mr. Gorbachev, Tear down this wall. In 1989, November 9th, at midnight, was when the decree was signed that communism would no longer be ruling in East Germany. And they gave the approval for the people in East Germany that they could go to the other side of the wall. At midnight, they say, you can hear, you can hear the hammers and chisels of of people chiseling, hitting that wall, hitting that wall, hitting that wall. And they had sledgehammers hitting the wall, trying to break through because they had loved ones on the other side of the wall. They had not seen in over almost 30 years and they couldn't wait to see the people on the other side of the wall. And they hit the wall until finally they knocked little holes in the wall and people would crawl through the wall to embrace one another and love one another they had seen in a long time. It wasn't until 1991 that the wall come down. See, here was a problem. In 89, they were declared free and they could only go through the holes in the wall to begin to love the people on the other side. And as long as that wall stood up, it was a reminder that there was a divider between the people. And there would always be this hole that only people could come through. 
You see, in your life right now, there's a wall. With unforgiveness, there's a wall. And here's the problem. Here's the problem is that you've, you've just been letting people come through the little bitty holes in your wall to love you. And you've only been given love out of that little bitty hole. And the people in your life are screaming, please tear down this wall. Tear down this wall. Don't hold it up anymore because I can't have all of you and you can't have all of me until we tear down the wall. And God Almighty, in sending His Son Jesus, said, I'm tearing down the wall. The divider between you and I and the Heavenly Father, that when Jesus died on the cross, the Bible said that there was a curtain in the temple that God tore Himself that divided us so that there'd be no more wall between us and the Father. And right now, the Father's telling you what President Ronald Reagan told Mr. Gorbachev. You tear down the wall. You say, Pastor, how am I going to tear down the wall? You're going to let that reckless love of God that overwhelms us, that is greater than us, that we do not deserve, not at all, but we're going to let the reckless love of God begin to move in our hearts and tear down that wall. And today, today, I look at you and I say, tear this wall down. On this Father's Day, tear this wall down of hatred. Tear it down of bitterness. Tear it down of unforgiveness. Tear it down that we may be people that are free to love one another and walk with one another and embrace one another. Tear this wall down. In the name of Jesus, tear the wall down. Tear it down. Tear it down. Let the reckless love of God tear it down. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, we open up our heart and we say, tear it down, oh God. The anger that we've had toward our spouse, tear it down, oh God. Lord, the resentment we had toward our parents, tear it down, oh God. Oh Lord, we ask you the presence in our heart. Tear it down, oh God. Everything inside of us that's built a wall, tear it down in the name of Jesus. Let the reckless love of God right now tear it down in the name of Jesus Christ. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's secview.net and click the Give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.